Ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in late night. It's Sherry Voluntary. Sherry, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm tired. <laughs> Boy, really way to kick off the show with some energy, Sherry. Thanks. <laughs> right. You're welcome. Jesus, for my man. <laughs> Well, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna move along. We've got a lot to cover tonight. We're gonna start off with Jeff Bezos was in the news. Jeff Bezos, the I guess former CEO of Amazon now, uh, took a little took a little trip to space. The decadence of all that money he has laying around. He took a trip to space, but what was really making more headlines than Bezos himself was his spaceship. Take a look at Jeff Bezos' spaceship. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's him. You can tell by the way that it is. Uh, so no, that's not real. Do we do we have his real do we have his real spaceship? Yeah, yeah there it is. Uh, I mean, which, yeah, actually, it's. I think the first picture was pretty pretty spot it, on. It to be honest with you, blue instead of black. Yeah, it's even. Yeah, you even see the black on the other side there. It's pretty much the exact same thing. So I don't really know enough about you know aerospace to know why that was the way it was all i know is is that like i've seen i've seen the other like space shuttles and stuff that they didn't all look like giant venuses right but <laughs> venuses and weenuses yeah venuses and weenuses <laughs> <laughs> but even so that wasn't the end of the story because oh, you boy. had some of the lefty politicians coming out saying, well, if you can afford to travel to space with all your excess cash, you could afford to pay more taxes. So we're going to start off with Elizabeth Warren. Do we have a picture of Elizabeth Warren? Yeah, there she is. <laughs> so Elizabeth Warren says, she tweets this out. Check this out. She says, billionaires who can afford to take a 10-minute joyride to outer space can afford to pay a hashtag wealth tax here on Earth. You know... It, 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 you know, before I get into that, she wasn't the only one. So we had we had a tweet also from AOC. Do we have a picture of AOC? Yeah, that's her. <laughs> Actually, that is her. That is but it's her. still funny. It's um, funny. And so AOC was asked by someone else. You can pull up her tweet right here. Someone else says, "Wow, that it was easier for Bezos to get into our space than into Queens," and she says, "The aliens can have him." <laughs> Alien I mean emoji. So, uh, like, in, like I know she's trying to be coy and all that, but that's, I feel like that's basically saying, I hope he doesn't make it back, Ooh. you know? I didn't take it like that, but, you, oh, I see what you mean now. Well, and and so the thing is, like, I feel like this, this is kind of like you could add this to the whole series of the scene and the unseen, is that all these jokers are all talking about he's mega rich, mm -hmm. he, he, he sort of, like, kicked off space tourism, if you will. I mean, I mean, I would love, I would love to do that. Of course, that's pretty I would, cool. I don't, I don't have his money, but do it. I, I give him, I give him three fifty for a ticket. Three, three, <laughs> three dollars, not three hundred fifty million, yeah. just, just three fifty. Three fifty. But, but what people like Elizabeth Warren and AOC never seem to really get onto is that while it is true he had that money laying around and he decided to spend it on, you know, c consumption of his own, of his own right. entertainment. It's not like it's not like they just set that money ablaze and then he went into space. Correct. It's not like they took that money and set it underneath the launch pad and the thrusters just went whoosh and the 300, you know, however many millions of dollars just disappeared. Right. Like so that money went to companies who built the ship, built right. the systems, uh, the, the parts, the engineering involved. The, the test facilities, the crew, the people that actually got that thing up into the air and back down. So it paid those people's salaries. It paid the salaries. All, you, you think of, it's kind of like an eye pencil type thing where you can right. go all the way down to the, to the random slack jaw yokel, uh, Cletus, who was like <laughs> casting some random bolt that went right. on that ship. And he paid for that. Right. And that's, and that's part of it. It's, it's always interesting to me when politicians... Uh, are getting mad at rich people for spending their wealth on things that they want to do, uh, and they provide more value to the human, you know, kind than than any politician ever has. Well, so that's that's an interesting part of it too. Is that I and I've seen people make this analogy that you know 
if if Jeff Bezos wants to go spend, you know, however many of, much of it is, if he wants to go spend half a billion dollars right. to to get into space or to begin space travel, tourism, whatever, then people get upset. But when the government steals twenty eight billion dollars from the the taxpayers of the U.S. to fund NASA, right. that's like, well, that is virtually like, all of a sudden they're all in Star Trek. They're all in Star Trek Ooh, right, all of a sudden. Right. That, that is for the good of the Federation, and we're going to explore, and we're going to find resources and meet new right. life and all this BS. But, right. but, only, I, but only if the government does it, not if Jeff right. Bezos does it. I, I wonder how they would be complaining if he'd have built a women's center with women. all that money with what the if, women. What if he had taken... Um, Oh, her name just just slipped my mind. Um, the the dead Supreme Court justice. Oh, Ginsburg. Yeah. What what if he had taken Ginsburg Ginsburg to space? Then right. would they still be upset? I don't I don't know. He should have shot her body out into space. That would have been hilarious. Sherry, I've got a quick question for you before we end the monologue. Oh, okay. Here. Have you have you had your wisdom teeth taken out? Have you gone through all that? Uh, yes, I have. Okay. Actually. What? How how was that experience for you? It was awful. I had it. I had them all four done at the same time. I was Ooh, a little older yeah. and um, they punctured my sinus when they did that. The and fuck? I just was sick for like two weeks after with the, it was just gross. So you are, so you are morally justified then to strafe their houses with a fighter jet because they Correct. did that. Yes. Okay. Um, so I've never, I haven't, I haven't been through that. Thank goodness. I've been through, you know, other things, but I haven't been through that. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they go through that. They give you some, like, really hardcore drugs, like anesthesia. Yeah. And they put you down for this whole, and then you wake up and you're all woozy and you're just, your mouth is just packed with gauze because it's, it's, it's pretty, they just take a hacksaw and they're just carving pieces of your jaw out. <laughs> so this really has nothing to do with anything other than this is just my show and it's, oh. it's, it's really just an expose on me entertaining myself. So right. this was a girl waking up from the anesthesia from her getting out her wisdom teeth. Take a look at this. Get your back in right away. When can awesome. I smoke weed again? Sophia, stop. So that's actually a good question. I, if you can, I, what I don't want you to get is a dry socket. Yeah. I just want it's not an smoke. Yeah. And it'll... Can I say edibles? Better than smoking. <laughs> you need to try to avoid smoking for about a week. Oh, what, what about vaping, bro? Anything that's going to go in. Bro, crying. I can't say big either. Sophia. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm getting all this on YouTube. <laughs> oh, all of this when we get in the car. Oh, don't turn into a crier. You're not depressed. I can't say big Boy, if there's there's never a more special time between a mother and her daughter right. when the daughter says, I can't suck dick, mom. And she's she's crying about it. so this is like a pa a favorite pastime of hers, clearly. <laughs> she can't it's suck gonna dick. Gonna be getting mom. a lot of call calls in the near future. <laughs> Boy, what a what a sad turn of events, really, there at the end. Guys, we're gonna be back with the meme of the week and the viewer mail right after this break. Don't go away. Guys, welcome back to the show. I hope your social lives have not been ruined like that poor young lady's. <laughs> I, I think she's going to have quite the social life now, honestly. Hey, uh, hey, Sherry. 
Yes. What time is it? Meme of the week. Germany plans to force people who won't quarantine into camps. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I love, I love it. I've taken the little earbud out like, yeah. oh, wait, wait a second. <laughs> I'm so good. Uh, but we do have another bonus me- week. Uh, another bonus meme this week. Take a look at the bonus meme. Come on, Angus. You need your exercise. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, kid. I need a goddamn pizza. <laughs> Boy, that reminds me of a visitor we had this weekend with <laughs> someone else. <laughs> I mean, when you need a pizza, you need a pizza. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, Sherry. <laughs> dark face. <laughs> he is done with that kid's shit. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the breakdown you're having right now is it's it's still extending over from the yes. end of the monologue. Correct. Uh, oh boy. Let's uh let's go ahead and answer some viewer mail, shall we? Part of the show, I want to question from the audience. It's uh, ah, Jesus. It's really a whole big thing. I mean, no one's still watching after the video, so. All right, so we're going to start off this week with Andrew Avery, who writes Dear Alan and Sherry, with a 13 hour time difference, I woke up for these Olympics. Did you woke up? Um, I've heard, you see, I it's one of, this is one of those things where I keep on hearing from everyone how woke the Olympics are this year, but I genuinely uh-huh. don't know because I haven't watched a single second of them. Yeah. I watched like 30 seconds of some skateboarding with my daughter because my mom was like, hey, there's some skateboarding and some little Japanese girl is winning and it's cute. And we watched, we said, oh, cute. And then we turned it off. So the, the thing is, I actually read this from, um, from somebody recently that was talking about, you know, America, the team USA always does well in the Olympics. I yeah. mean, they're always near the top collectively and usually, usually will gold or high medal in a lot of the big premier events, mm-hmm. you know, but they're not doing quite as well this year as in years past. And one reason just, just, just sort of thinking out loud here, one reason for that might be that, you know, there, there's been such a movement to move people's time preferences to such a high time preference that Mm. Americans don't just have their run of the Olympics anymore the way they used to. Because, I mean, you think of, you think of being an Olympian, like other than just being genetically so gifted that you could theoretically be one if you worked very hard, but it's not just, it's not just working hard. I mean, for, for a lot of people in a lot of events, you have to decide years decades even in advance yes. i'm gonna be an olympian and you people's put, whole childhood yes you put all of that of all your life into and mm-hmm. into then having a brief window where you're at your peak yep like you're like you're planning you're you're seven years old and you're planning for three olympics from now mm-hmm. to, to go make a run at it right <laughs> right and and people just don't people just don't think that way nope anymore or dedication i guess i should say the percentage of people that are willing to endure that is shrinking correct so i mean we've got to beat the kids like china yes we (laughs) well like you you look at russia if you look at russia in the medal standings they're not called russia they're called roc which is the russian olympic committee because they that's a thing that exists yeah because they took over a bunch of places and called it theirs i tell you what if this is this is like one of those this is like would you rather things would you <laughs> would you be content to close down the CDC today but it's replaced with the American Olympic Committee <laughs> <laughs> and they're just drugging these infants just pumping them full of steroids oh, that's a tough one oh. Just, just something to think about. I mean, if you want to see how fast a motherfucker can run, let's let's find out. <laughs> that's, all, that's all. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I don't know why I'm so angry about it. I'm not. I'm not even mad. I just. I don't know. Um, I just. It's just what's in my heart. I guess. I don't know. Uh, Marilyn Willemowski writes, "Dear Alan and Sherry, do you iron? If so, do you enjoy it, and are you good at it?" 
So I already said to Mary, I, I like I took Mary aside privately and said, Mary, I feel like this question just was born out of whatever you saw or were doing at the time <laughs> that you wrote your question. She she was ironing. I can just see her now and their cute little Mary ironing and going, I wonder if Alan and Sherry iron and if they yeah. enjoy it as much as I. <laughs> when I when I'm sitting on the toilet, I think I wonder I wonder if other people take shits. <laughs> Hey, that's one of my favorite parts of the day, man. It's just, you just, it's the demons. You got to get them out. <laughs> but I actually, I don't because I'm so pure of spirit. Um, by the way, that's why there are so many comments in the viewer mail thread. It, thread it's mostly me and Mary right. just, just yelling <laughs> right. at each other about her ironing. I try to avoid it when <clears throat> I can. Um, yes. So I agree. If, if, if your clothes come out of the dryer and they need to be ironed, just, just get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan Seifert writes, dear Alan and Sherry, if you eat a cold hot pocket, is it just a pocket? <laughs> it's a pocket sickle. A pock sickle? A pock sickle. Ah! <laughs> it's, it's just an uncooked ravioli, I guess. Yeah. Ooh. I'm but kill you. Probably I tell you not. what, though, I like the way Ryan's thinking. Yeah. Ryan is single-handedly saving this program. Have you noticed that? I, I have. He's got okay. good brain minds. What What the hell is going on right here? What? <laughs> I... Someone's trying to escape. Yeah, I know. I mean, look at it all. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm chopping this off. I told you that, didn't I? Uh, I know. I don't like to talk about it. It's, it's going. Uh, Eric Eli writes, Dear Alan Sherry, is Fauci a manifestation of both Pinky and the brain? <laughs> so when I first saw this question, my, my initial thought was, ah, I don't want to talk about Fauci. I don't want to get into politics and the viewer mail. But then I realized, actually, he is a manifestation of both Pinky and the brain. Because yeah, his, his, his evil intentions are the brain, but his, his ability to actually you know make it happen is pinky right I, that's some deep stuff right there but, i'm liking that I, that yeah. is some deep. i feel like we could throw out the rest of the show and just talk about pinky, pinky and animaniacs yes <laughs> um can you sing the song you know the song that the one guy sings where he sings all the countries in the world Oh, I know. I've I've thought about memorizing that before. Albania. Yeah. I like how it was Albania and then everyone else. Yeah, yeah. And, I don't remember. Okay. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, I'm just gonna let that go. Um, you should do that, Sherry. I should, next live show, man. I yes, I will. I'll have the music prepared, and you, you do the song. Can I break plates at the end? Um, sure. Okay. Some, someone's someone's Yay. plates. Yay. Um, Lal Dirio writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, do you have a favorite Monopoly piece? Um, I do have a favorite Monopoly piece. I like the hat. Yeah, I, hey, I like the hat too. Do or you? the shoe. I really like the shoe as well. So I originally thought that this might be a trick question and my favorite Monopoly piece is a house. Because, you know, most people don't actually know how to win Monopoly. The way you right. win Monopoly is, is you create a Monopoly, but that's by taking all the houses so other people yeah. can't physically play the game. You and go into real estate like a boss. Yes, it's free real estate. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So Logan Denny writes, Dear Alan Sherry, what do you think of my mustache? So you guys can't see Logan right now. He's got a picture here, and he he has one of those. What, what is there a name for the type of mustache where you it it twirls like Captain Hook? I'm sure you know? there is, but I don't remember it. We gotta we gotta find that out during the break. Or I something. have a picture with. Him. I got to meet Logan in real life too, and see that sweet mustache. There you awesome. go. He's got <laughs> the only thing, Logan, is you should dye it black and be Captain Hook. I think. Ooh. Uh, yes, a pirate. Yes, I'll be, I'll be John Snow if he was a Witcher, and right. Logan will be Captain Hook for how long we're doing it. And and I'll be Princess Leia if she were a five hundred pound woman, middle aged woman. <laughs> you can be the Princess Leia that's suffocating in space. Right. <laughs> there you are then. Yay me. Um, <laughs> Rachel Watson Kennerly writes, uh, Dear Alan and Sherry, which running back are you drafting first in your fantasy football league? You know, it's been years since I played fantasy football. 
I love how she asks me just out of courtesy. Yeah. Like she gives course. me the, the honor of saying, I don't care about mm -hmm. that shit. You know, she at mm -hmm. least asks. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. You know, I, I quit playing fantasy football and just started gambling. <laughs> you went right to the hard stuff. It's that's like playing fantasy football, but also the most dangerous game. Yes. Correct. So agent of chaos. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm going to say Zeke is making a bounce back season this year. And now they're now everyone in the audience is boo, boo, Allen, boo, Cowboys. Boo. Was Reggie White a, a running back? He was, wasn't he? No, no. Okay. He was a defensive oh. lineman. Defensive lineman. Oh, that's right. Cause he was really big. Well, well never well, mind then. Well, you tried, Sherry. <laughs> I tried. I you sure did. Good, good effort. Uh, last one, Jonathan Carranza writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, what was your favorite hide-and-go-seek spot as a kid? Uh, your mom. Fucking got him. <laughs> Fucking got him. Ooh. Did you ever play hide-and-go-seek and then, like, because we always played, like, outside in the woods mostly, and, mm -hmm. like, I'd be hiding behind a tree, and then you have to pee like you're everything in you is keeping you from peeing because you're like so hyped up and scared at the same did it ever happen to you um no oh okay <laughs> well never mind then yeah sorry <laughs> um you're you're supposed to adequately empty your bowels before beginning <laughs> I wasn't allowed to go in the house though till it got dark. I hope all you guys have adequately emptied your bowels before watching the show. Quite frankly, <laughs> um, look at us—we're actually doing good on time this week. I can't Who believe knows? it, guys. We're going to be back for the rest of the show, starting with what? Are, what are we doing in the next segment? I think we're talking about mask and Rona. And... Sure, so, we're I talking about one of the things I said we wouldn't talk about anymore. Uh oh. Right after this break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Uh, welcome back, everybody. So I lied. We're going to talk about all that stuff in the next segment. In this segment, we're going to talk about Ben and Jerry's being anti-Semitic. BJ's. Yeah. You're only saying that. I, I'm telling on you. You're only saying that because I have it abbreviated as BJ's in the show notes. I know you. Folks, yeah. listen. Folks, don't listen. I can see her. She's right there. I can see this woman. One day, one day I'm going to like take a picture with my phone and people are going to say, oh yeah, he can, she's right there. She's, she's doing it. Um, anyway, Ben and Jerry's releases this statement. It's right on their website. I'm going to read it for you. Ben and Jerry's will end sales of our ice cream in the occupied Palestinian territory. We believe it is inconsistent with our values for Ben and Jerry's ice cream to be sold in the occupied Palestinian territory, OPT. We also hear and recognize the concerns shared with us by our fans and trusted partners. We have a long-standing partnership with our licensee who manufactures Ben and Jerry's ice cream in Israel and distributes it in the region. We have been working to change this, and so we have informed our licensee that we will not renew the license agreement when it expires at the end of next year. Although Ben and Jerry's will no longer be sold in the OPT, we will stay in Israel through a different arrangement. We will share an update on this as soon as we're ready. Now, I want to make really clear before we get too far into this. What, what did that mean? What it really means is, is that a bunch of people were writing hate mail to Ben and Jerry saying, you guys have like a distributor in Israel and you've got, you know, you've got your little Ben and Jerry's kiosks. Not just in the country Israel, but specifically mm -hmm. they're selling them in the disputed territory, in the occupied Palestinian territory. Um, by the way, occupied Palestinian territory, what that means is, is it's Palestine and the Israelis are there anyway. That's, yes. I'm sorry, that's what that means. And mm -hmm. they're saying, well, you know what, we can't change that, but we're, we can at least say, well, we're not going to do business there because we don't like the business you guys do there, which is mm -hmm. corral people into rubble and then murder them. Right. Um, 
So anyway, there were some people, because far be it for any politician in the United States to not put in their two cents on Ben and Jerry's. So we're going to start with this. Senator Lankford, Lankford from Oklahoma <laughs> says, Ben and Jerry's has now decided they know more about Jerusalem. I don't know what you're laughing at, Sherry, than the Israelis. <laughs> if Ben and Jerry's wants to have a meltdown and boycott Israel, Oklahoma is ready to respond. Oklahoma has an anti-boycott of Israel law <sighs> in place. Good. Lord. You know, I don't even give a shit what his opinion is. Why does Oklahoma have an anti-Israel boycott law in place? They're like that girl after the dentist. They want to suck that Israel dick, but they'll get dry socket. But so. not for a week, but they'll get dry socket. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. But he's far from the only one. Check out New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio right here that says... He'll boycott Ben and Jerry's over their Israel stance. Um, it's, it's it, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised by these monsters and their opinions on this. Mm -hmm. What, and, and it's not that I'm necessarily so surprised that they feel the need to make their opinion known. It's just that when anything involving Israel happens, like cancel all my calls. Yeah. Just clear my schedule. I have to make an announcement about Israel today. That's what mm -hmm. all these people, because that's what New Yorkers and, and Okies and, and, and Texans and Floridians, right. that's what they all think. They think, what, what are we going to do about Israel, y'all? Yeah, I, I mean, maybe New Yorkers do because most of them are Jewish. So, Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not in Israel, though, are they? That's true. They don't believe in hell, do they? I think they do. They do? I, I don't know if it's quite the same as the Christian hell, but there's a parable about hell that came from... Okay. Well, I Jewish. guess they'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. But also, check out this article. Check out this article right here. Texas and Florida get involved in Israel's <sighs> fight with Ben and Jerry's over West Bank boycott. Boy, somebody ought to tell Ben and Jerry's if they're going to fight Israel. They have nukes, you know. <laughs> exactly like, like i know y'all got that peanut butter cup that's pretty fine but mm. they got nukes they should oh my god they should double down and make one of their next flavor like like radioactive israeli that's <laughs> bloody berry <laughs> all right uh i think oof. we should pitch it yeah pitch it to them yeah I just, I just want a fraction of one cent of each one of them sold. Yes, That's it. Correct. I, I'm good on that. So Texas and Florida get involved. Uh, the fight between Israel and Palestinians is spilling over into 30 U.S. states with laws on their books preventing pension funds from investing in companies that refuse to do business with the Jewish state. 30 states. 30 wow. out of 50 have those on the books. The freshest example in involves a socially conscious ice cream brand, Ben & Jerry's, the West Bank, Texas, and Florida. Now, now listen to this. This is your, this is your boy, uh, Greg Abbott. Uh, by the way, Greg, Greg Abbott's opinion on this was also seconded by everyone's favorite anti-lockdown man, Ron DeSantis. Do we, uh, do we have a picture of Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis? Yeah, there they are. <laughs> That's them. I mean, where's the uh, lie? Hoist the banner. Yeah. <laughs> Ben and Jerry's decision to boycott parts of Israel is disgraceful and an insult to America's closest ally in the Middle East, Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott said in a statement to CNBC. That, that meant Oklahoma. That's what that meant. That was for Senator Langford. That's what that meant, y'all. Don't, don't at me. Don't, oh boy. don't do it. You know, I finally had my first Fed on Twitter uh really? send me uh send me uh some hate mail saying uh oh so we're just we're just saying slurs now are we but but i can tell how he was a fed no. was this was this random guy who had like he you know it was like he had one follower and mm -hmm. was following 20 people even though his account was like six years old and right. and he had liked some of my tweets from like four years ago He's one of the watchers. Yeah, he's he's he is literally one of the watchmen. That's yeah. right. I, this whole thing with with you know Ben and Jerry's for one, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like when 
they're they're giving the government a run for their money because you know the government gets involved in things that makes it worse. Well, mm-hmm. these people they're upset that the Palestinians are being murdered, so now they're not going to give them ice cream. Like it's it, okay, that's just terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, so that's it too. Is that and and really, I want to take aim at old you know uh, George W. DeSantis in that everyone <laughs> was singing his praises because of his uh, positions on the lockdown, yeah. which even though, even though he was moving to open up Florida before most, like it's still, he's still locked down at one time. Like most, most of the people that get all this hero worship don't deserve it. At least in right. so much as they were only against the lockdowns after they were for it, mm-hmm. which tells you they also really don't have any principles to stand on. They're just, they're just, they're just taking opinion polls and seeing which way the wind is blowing. So I, I really don't have a lot yeah. of a lot of nice things to say about these folks. But just the fact that that guy, this this supposed you know conservative wonderkin, he's really just a Republican astrocuck like the rest of them. Yeah. Is uh, you and I talked about this right before the show. As I have said in the past, that as it pertains to DeSantis specifically, I know a lot of people are thinking, look, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of buzz. A lot of positivity on him for the way he stood up against the whole lockdown culture. And, I, and I'm not taking that away from him. But one of the things I had said early on was, is that, well, that's all well and good. Um, and, and a lot of people are thinking, well, if it's down to like, you know, Officer Harris and DeSantis, then you're leaning DeSantis. And I get that. She's literally one of the worst human beings on earth. But something that we don't know anything about when it comes to DeSantis is because he's a governor and he's had really nothing to do with domestic policy on a national level, Mm -hmm. foreign policy, running an economy other than just wanting to open up his state. But specifically, we didn't know anything about his foreign policy stance. And I feel like all of this crap about hashtag stand with Israel and wanting to attack American companies because of their stance on something I feel like that gives us a glimpse into it, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah. It sure does. It, you remember the Dick Van Dyke show? Well, I'm not 80, so no, I don't. I mean, me neither, I, but, but like I used to watch yeah, it on radio. I've, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I was saying, so, you know, when he comes in and he's like trips over the the little ottoman there every time. Mm-hmm. Like, I yep. feel like that's what politicians do. They line up to trip all over themselves just to mention Israel's name, you know, and, and either their support or their disdain for it in regards to their their constituency. And they, they mm-hmm. really could care less about the people dying there. Yeah, I agree completely. Well, you know, so someone like a DeSantis trips over the ottoman. Someone like Tho Bishop uses it because it's better on his knees when he's sucking Trump's <laughs> dick. Oh, but. Shit. Tell you what, Republicans are just the worst, aren't they? <laughs> oh, I don't give I a fuck, Sherry. I just I've I need lost my inhaler. It. You, I need my... You're looking a little red. Are you okay? Are you all right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm... Oh, all right. Oh, it's warm in here. <laughs> we'll get ready. We only got to get through one more segment, Sherry. All right. All right. We're going to be back to talk about all the Rona stuff I said we're never going to talk about again right after this commercial. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. I like how the transition happened perfectly on time and then, you know, grab a drink, use the restroom and then oh. I'm going to have to listen to the show sometimes so I can see the delay. But the same, the same person that did the transition also did the huh. It just, it, just, it doesn't yeah. compute for me. I don't know. It's a sound thing. Okay. It is a sound thing. Um, Boy, I hope, get ready, folks. <laughs> The CDC released new recommendations today based on all the Delta variant going around. It's ugly COVID-19 is making a comeback. And so you know what that means? CDC warns vaccinated Americans to wear a mask indoors in COVID hotspots. There's the article right there. Um, 
you know, this it's probably because of the supposed increase in cases because of uh, the Delta variant. But, you know, here's the interesting thing, because it's only a CDC guideline. I right. love how if you look at the corporate press, if you look at how all the major uh journalistic institutions report this news. They report it in very specifically crafted language. They always, I read this, I read this from like five different competing news agencies and they all used very similar verbiage. It was CDC has announcement on what Americans have to do. Hmm. That is objectively false. Correct. That's not just false because you and I are curmudgeons and we say, we're going to shoot the census man. We're not going yeah. to do what y'all say. Get off my That's lawn. actually objectively false because the CDC is not SCOTUS. They don't right. make executive orders. Not they're not the body. law. No, they're yeah. absolutely not. That's only their recommendations. Now, there are people out there that model their policies around what CDC recommendations are. But that kind of opens up a whole other topic of conversation, which is if if the type of places that were still listening to the CDC after everything that's gone on, after all the BS, after all the lies, uh, all the contra data that's come out to talk about all the lies, all the mm -hmm. censorship, yes. all, all the deplatforming of people that were whistleblowers early on, that things that you got deleted for six months ago are now mainstream thought today, but you don't yep. see any apologies being issued. That's for damn sure. The people that were still listening to the CDC will probably follow this recommendation. But the great many people who weren't listening to the CDC, they're not going to do it. Right. So it's, it's, it's almost like it's moot, but, and I hope it doesn't affect you. But speaking of those PCR tests, so th they're making this recommendation on, based on a spike in cases, a spike in cases based theoretically on these new variants that come along. But take a look at this. It's, it's, it's really a scam, folks. CDC pulls PCR tests because they can't differentiate between COVID and flu. Wow, that's new. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it because there were people, there were scientists, there were, there were epidemiologists, there were virologists. The very were, doctor that invented the test. The very doctor who invented the test. Now, now for, for the pedants at home, what they're specifically talking about is they're talking about the, the rapid test, the, mm -hmm. the one, I mean, the ones that are being used at, at schools, at office buildings, at venues, at sporting events, that sort of thing. Right. Um, and that test in particular, the CDC is now wanting to withdraw and try to find a different test because it can't differentiate between COVID and flu. Now, the, there, were, there were experts, and I don't, mean, I don't mean the experts that become fact checkers that get you and right. I banned from Twitter. I'm talking about experts who had a different opinion on things. Actual virologists. That were saying six months ago, 10 months ago, a year ago, more, they were mm -hmm. saying um, the PCR tests aren't accurate. They, they can be tweaked to detect more or less, and that can be used to political ends. Right. Or in this particular case, um, they can't differentiate between COVID and the flu. And there were people hypothesizing that, well, if you look at influenza numbers and cold numbers, it you would believe that it was practically eradicated in the right. year 2020. Disappeared. Practically disappeared. And, and, and just the regime shills would say, well, that was because everybody was wearing their masks and right. social distancing. Because that worked to get rid of the flu, but it didn't work to get rid of COVID. Just, just right. so that we're keeping track at home. Um, we now know from more mainstream sources what these poor deplatformed fellows were trying to tell us long ago, which is the tests are a sham. They're an absolute mm -hmm. fraud. But it's so interesting that these headlines come up roughly in the same news cycle because the CDC, based on case numbers, are recommending going back to mandates and lockdowns at the same time that we know the case numbers are suspect. That's me being very polite, by the way. The case right. numbers are suspect. It just doesn't, it just doesn't add up. Nope. 
And then, and then of course you can add to that, the, the conversation with the vaccines, you know, they, they call it a vaccine. And there's a lot of people that say, if you want to get back to your life, you're going to have to take the jab. And if enough people don't take it, we're going to have to make it mandatory. People right. like Mayor de Blasio says that he wants to make it mandatory for employees of the state of New York. You can see right here, the federal, uh, the fire department of New York union comes out against de Blasio vaccine requirement. So de Blasio is basically saying you should have to take the vaccine if you don't, then you should be subjected to weekly testing, which by the way, again, who knows if the test, what's, what's the test going to say? Right. What right. test? Yeah. So because of that, I mean, you're, you're looking at something like 4,000 plus members of that union who are not vaccinated, who are saying that we're, we're going to strike or ultimately they may lose their jobs because they're not going to be told by Mayor de Blasio how to run their health. Yes. Well, I tell you what, that that Mayor de Blasio is going to make more openings for the fire department in New York than 9-11. Oh, shit. I, I just. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Which is. Well, you're going to hell for saying that. I'm going to hell for laughing. <laughs> but it's so appropriate because we already know. I mean, there was those memes a year ago. Like, remember right. that whole scandal with Cuomo, Governor Cuomo and the elderly homes. Remember that, that by the way, has totally disappeared. Exactly. That has totally disappeared from the news and, and he's not been lined up against a wall and shot yet like he fucking deserves. Yeah. So de Blasio killed more people than the hijackers did, or excuse me, Cuomo killed more people than the hijackers did. And now de Blasio is replacing more firefighters than 9-11. Oh. I'll tell you what. Oh, sacred cow, annihilated. I just, I, I mean, I, I know that some people are hearing that and say, well, that's bad messaging. Yeah, well, fuck them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not in New York and there's lots of good goddamn reasons for that. I, I happen to see it's, it, it wasn't necessarily in my notes to discuss, but uh, Michael Malice, which we, we talk about Michael Malice a lot, you know, the, the, the anarchist wonderkin that he is. Um, he's been a lifelong New Yorker mm -hmm. and he's, he's moving. He's buying a house in Texas. Is, is he yeah. really? He's buying wow. a house in Texas. He's he's leaving New York. Now that's amazing. Yeah. Because this is and and it's not just because he is who he is and because he's a he's a genuine, you know, in his soul New Yorker. But it's also that this Michael Mallet, I mean, I remember him going on shows like a couple of years ago on places like Dave Rubin or whatever, and specifically saying to the interviewer, it doesn't matter how bad you think it can get. I would never leave New York because it's so right. great. And now here we are. Here we now, are. Now, I'm not now, by the way, I'm not saying that as an aha malice, you were right. wrong or you, Just... I'm, I'm, I'm saying that, no, it's it. If anything, I'm, I'm, I'm making the point that. I, I believed him when he said that the first time. Right. And so and now it's that bad. It it must be that bad. And and I I mean, we know he's not alone, of course, because I mean we've talked in the past about you look at the population changes and the movement yeah. from one state to another. Yeah. It's um it's incredible. So with with those C D C recommendations also comes this right here. You know it's gonna affect the school system. CDC recommends encouraging everyone to wear a mask in school, regardless, uh, regardless of vaccination status. Right. That's really the kicker there at the end. Yeah. It's, I, doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, it, it, I mean, it really doesn't. And so I've, I've, seen, I've seen people say elsewhere that you, you, you look at kind of the, the, the difference between, of course, no one talks about natural immunity. That was another one of those things right. where if you were saying natural immunity good, that would get you deplatformed just a few weeks, a few months ago, maybe even a few weeks ago. Yeah. Now you can at least talk about natural immunity being a thing that exists that people can get and then live with. But now you're seeing all this data coming out of, well, the vaccines aren't really vaccines. Well, you can get the vaccine and you can still get COVID. You can get the vaccine, you can still spread COVID. You mm -hmm. can get the vaccine, you can still die from COVID. Um, you can get the vaccine and then have uh, a medical episode as a result of the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, say you didn't get the vaccine. If you don't get the vaccine, all those things are true, except for you won't die from the vaccine. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to drink my Ovaltine. Yeah, just drink your your Tang. Drink your Tang. <laughs> oh, yeah. No one sent us any Tang, so we're not. 
Right. It's a drink of Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yes. That's all he drinks now is Tang. That's the only way you can get that thing up. Is if you do. Listen, fellas, drink no your Viagra. Drink your Tang. And so... <laughs> I, wow. So, so everybody at home, I, I want to clue you in on something. My, my number one producer in late night, Sherry, she had said to me a week or two ago that, you know, we're running through, we're running through kind of like our producer's notes before we start the show. And, you know, it's, it's good to be informed, but on the other hand, it kind of kills the surprise. I, I, I want to be like one of the viewers at home and I want to see these things for the first time. And then my reaction will be genuine. And I said, okay, Sherry, we'll try that this week. And now you're having some kind of episode. <laughs> This is some kind of episode, my friend. <laughs> it really is. You know, I'm still a little bit sore. I'm getting off topic here because we have a few. Imagine this. Instead of us already being like three and a half hours over time, we're actually way ahead of time. Really? Uh, yeah, we are. Wow. And so I'm, I'm a little bit sore because I had a bunch of people of our fans say to me that, you know, we really like it when... You know, guests are cool and all, but then you're kind of like, you're kind of ro roped into bringing out topics from the guest. And, you know, and, and having lots of stuff prepared is great, but we really like, you know, we, Alan, we really like your take on things. And so how about you do more episodes where you bring up a topic and you just, you just sort of vamp on it. Riff. And we did, and we did that last week. Mm -hmm. And the numbers were all way down. <laughs> This is, you know how they say the customer is always right? Right. Bull That's bullshit. Yeah. They're a fickle people, our audience. Fickle, fickle, Finkelsteins. Yeah. yeah they, they really are. So, like last week's show, we had talked about the topic of secession, and we had tied that in to Britney mm -hmm. Spears. And I thought, well, this will be cool, because it'll, it'll kind of be like this unique little combination of pop culture and an important topic to us in our hearts. Yeah, yeah nobody cared. Yeah. I mean, we should have just done more free Britney and less free people. I mean, we could just sit here, like, you know how some of these people on YouTube, they'll just do reaction videos? Like, I'm right. going to react to The Mandalorian. I'm going to react yeah. to Lord of the Rings. We could yeah. we could just have more videos like the girl at the dentist and you and I just sit yeah. here and watch them. <laughs> and then after we watch them, we'll sit down and we'll discuss what we just saw. Right. I, I think maybe we could have like, um, you know, record one of our phone calls mm -hmm. and and then just play that. But I think we probably would really get blasted, deplatformed. I mean, yeah, I mean... Full strength, Alan and Sherry, is a little much for the normies. I mean, guys, I don't know if you guys know this. I'll, I'll leave you on this before we head into our final break. When I think Sherry voluntary, I think the hard R, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> guys, we're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this commercial break. Hi guys, it's Alan here, and I want to take a moment to let you know about one of our supporters who started a new business. Laura Moreau sells 50 different health and wellness all-natural products, from weight loss, supplements, energy enhancers, body toning, longer and stronger hair, and so much more. Do you like coffee? Well, they even have coffee that'll help you drop some pounds. And who doesn't want to drop a few pounds? Go check her out at her online store at lauramoreau.itworks.com today. That's lauramoreau.itworks.com. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter. It's twitter.com at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. Also, don't forget, we're now on Odyssey. That is odyssey.com. Search just It's Too Late with Alan Mosley or Alan Mosley TV. Don't just complain about not having a free speech platform. Go and support one. That's odyssey.com. Also, if you'd rather listen than watch and, and really just, just a heathen, just an mm -hmm. absolute heathen, 
You can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms of choice. Thanks to Anchor FM. That's anchor.fm slash Alan Mosley TV. Uh, one last bit before we uh, get done here. So I was originally going to talk about the push to get women included in the draft. So take a look at this right here. Uh, Senate panel votes to make women register for the draft. Now, if you're wondering, well, what does this mean? Where is the vote at? What does this mean exactly? What's going on is, is that they're currently working on the next authorization of the NDAA, which is something we've talked about, you know, once a year for yeah. however long this has been going on. And, and, and you know how, you know how politicians do things. If there's something that they're a little bit concerned might not exactly fly with too many people. They just make it an amendment and shove it into a bill that they're pretty sure they have the political power to get rammed through no matter what. And so they're going to try to make this an amendment to the NDAA. It's actually already working through the Senate. It's already passed one Senate panel. Um, Sherry, what what do you think about uh, Lieutenant Commander Evie? (laughs) No, sir. I don't like it. (laughs) No, I don't think I will. That's, that's, That's right. I... So I want to touch on that uh, before we run off through the credits today, is that they've been making your boys register for years, and the strongest among us maybe found a way around that, but they've been doing that for years. And, and piggybacking on the last segment, they're, get your kids out of the damn schools. They're going to put muzzles on your children and fill their head with all manner of just BS You're going to send your kids to Caesar, they're going to come home as Romans, and they're going to despise you and and not reflect your family and its values in any meaningful way. And now, on top of all that, they're also coming from your young ladies. So something we've talked about on this show several times is drawing your line in the sand, right? And that might be a different place for different people, but it's really important to know where that is. You need to have a line in the sand. And when you draw it, you better mean it. And I don't, I, I just, I, I have all the respect in the world for people. I have all the respect in the world for Sherry Voluntary, because I know she does not send her children to those goddamn indoctrination camps. Uh, yeah, amen. Thank you for your service. <laughs> so that's where she drew her line in the sand. They are coming for your children. They are coming for your daughters. Is that where you're going to draw your line? Guys, thank you so much for watching another episode of It's Too Late, and we will see you next week.